All right, good morning. A good Nerev Shabbos, a good Nerev Yontif. Today we're learning Maseches Kedushin, Daf Mem Zayin. We're starting with the very last two words on Mem Vav And yesterday we had learned a discussion about a woman who was given multiple tomorrow, multiple dates as her Kedushin. And we had spoken about a case where she ate them one at a time. Uh, and the Gemara opens as follows, Omar Rava, turning to the top of Mem Zayin, Lo Shanu. When we only learned uh, something, we'll see in a moment what that is. Let's take a look at Rashi to help us fill in the gaps. Rashi at the top of the page, we only learned where she ate each date as they were handed to her, that they don't add up. We only say that that's true, that they don't add up when the framing of the Kedushin was so he said, That was the Kedushin. That's what the Gemara says. Aval, in contrast, if instead of saying with this date and with this date and with this date, he said with these dates in all-inclusive terminology, then then if they're eaten and then in aggregate they are a kezayis, then Then she's eating, even if even if what she ate in the moment isn't a kezayis, uh, uh, is shavapruta. But in aggregate, it is she ate the first one, they're married, because they're all hers now. Because the way he gave them to her is elu. This basket of dates is yours. And therefore, because the basket is shavapruta, the second she takes a bite out of it, done, she's married. And this is the sheet of Rava. And Tanya Kavase, the Rava. We have a brisa that supports the Shita of Rava. Let's take a look at this Brisa. We're going to spend a little bit of time on this for the for the until uh, we get till about the halfway point in the block. The Gemara says as follows: Tanya Kavase the Rava, four lines down, Mem Zayin Medal. Hiskachili be skip the line. Hiskachili be alone be rimonu egos. If a man says to a woman, "Please uh, marry me with this acorn, with this pomegranate, or with this uh, nut of some kind, cashew, whatever the case may be." Uh, odd instruments to get married. The Gemara says, oh, or she'amar la hiskachi li be'elu, or he said that broad phrase, the one that Rava was talking about, where he said, hiskachi li be'elu, marry me with all of these, uh, let's call it a basket of dates under the circumstances. Im yesh bechulan shava pruta, if in aggregate, all of the dates are worth a pruta, mikudeshes. Ve'im lav, and if not, if the whole basket is not, or the, uh, the uh, alone rimon and egos, if they're not a, a shava pruta, then ene mikudeshes. The brisa continues, bezu'u, bezu'u, bezu'u. If he said with this date, this date, and that date, if that's what he said, then im yesh bechulan shava pruta, if in total they are a shava pruta, mikudeshes, ve'im lav, ene mikudeshes. If he said bizu with this date and then natalto vaachalto and she ate it, bizu with this second date and then natalto vaachalto and then she ate it, veod bizu veod bizu, and she kept eating them one at a time as he handed them to her. In a case like that, we don't look at it in aggregate. We need one of the tomorrows to actually be a shavapruta. This is the brisa that supports the sheet of Rava. Um, we can see hints as to how this may reflect the shita of Rava, because Rava, again, at the top line, we can review his shita. Lo shanu, we only said that eating them one at a time is, time is not made starif in the case of bazoo, bazoo, bazoo. That was hinted to in our in our in this brisa. But let's analyze this brisa. Anyways, we're 12 lines down or so on Memzayan Madal. Says the Gemara. Hai be alone berimon beegos. The case of the brisa, which speaks about him saying, please marry me with this acorn, with this pomegranate, with this nut. Hey, Chidami, 
what is this actual case? Elema de Amar La, maybe we'll say that what he's actually saying to her is Obe alone, Obe Rimon, Obe Egos, with either of these, this or this or this. Then, Im Yesh Bechulan Shavaputa, Mikudeshes. Then, why would we look in aggregate Im Yesh Bechulan Shavaputa? He said, or. The word or as an operator, this or this or this, the aggregate is irrelevant. The aggregate's not helpful. We need one of them to be that way. So therefore, it can't be that when our brysa, the brysa that starts four lines down on this page, when it says that he's, he said, please marry me with this alone, Ramon, and egos, it can't be that the operator is or, this or this or that. The ella, it must be alone, uve, Ramon, uve, egos, it's and. So says the Gemara, if that's the case, Hainu, that's no different than the case of Bizu, Vizu, Vizu. It's exactly like the latter case in the Brisa, and therefore there's no difference between them. Ella says the Gemara, Lav, it must be the Amar Lav, Be'elu. It must be that we're talking about with these, that the case of Alon, Rimon, and Egos is a case of Elu. Says the Gemara, that can't be either, because, and we're a third of the way down on Memzai and Manalev, Hamidikatani Seifa, we said later in the Brisa, Osha Amar Lois Kachili Beelu, Michal Duresha La Beelu Askina. If you want to say that the Brisa, which is four lines down when it said he's Kachili Baalon Berimonuva Egos, was really saying with all of these, well, the, the Brisa already spoke about that later where it says Beelu. So the Gemara says, let me tell you how to read this Brisa. Perushe Kamefarish. The first two cases of the brisa blend into one another. What does that mean? Says the Gemara as follows, a third of the way down, Memzai and Madala. Really, he started out like this. A man says, you're going to be married to me with this acorn, with this uh, Rimon, and with this, what was the third one? Uh, with the cashew, with a nut of some kind. So the Gemara says, he's egos. And then, Ketzad, what is an example of this? Then we go into the second case of the Brisa. And we know this is true because what does the Seifa say? If he hands her one and says, you're going to be married to me with this. And while he's talking, she eats it. And then, but in the beginning part of the Brisa, the cases of Alon, Rimon, and Egos, and the case of Elu, we don't distinguish between eating and between it resting. Therefore, we see there's a difference between the first two cases, which is Elo, uh, which is uh, uh, Alon, Rimon, and Egos, and the case of Elu on the one side, compared to the latter case of where she ate each one one at a time. Shmami, no, what do we see from here? Halfway down. Then whenever we have a broader language of marry me with all of these, then the second she eats any of it, she's married, that Rava is in fact correct. So let's just pause here to summarize. You can see that Rava today on the very bottom line the, that we started with, was teaching us a din. That when a husband proposes to a woman, where he says, marry me with each of these individual things, and she eats them one at a time, there we say, and he brings a raya from this brysa. And while somewhat complicated, we're able to see from the fact that the resha, the beginning of the brysa, and the seifa, the end of the brysa, are different, we can see, therefore, that Rava is correct. Now the Gemara asks a, a question. It's the type of question that we would often see from Tosfos, which is because Tosfos learned, learned a lot of Gemara. The Balei Tosfos knew what they were talking about. So the Gemara is going to say, wait one second. 
We're learning something over here, but it doesn't make sense with something that we learned elsewhere in Shas. Thankfully, the elsewhere in Shas was yesterday's Gemara, so we'll have a little bit of a connection in our memory. Says the Gemara, all of this is fine and good. According to those who say that uh, that the Seifa is what the Mishnah is talking about. What is this a reference to? So yesterday, we learned the Mishnah on Memvava Madalav. And we had three cases in the Mishnah. The first case of the Mishnah was the case of Hiskachi, Hiskachi. The second case of the Mishnah was Bazu Vizu, Vizu. And the third case of the Mishnah was if she eats these dates as she receives them. So then the Mishnah said over there that Puta. We weren't sure if that third case was talking about the Seifa or the Resha. So the Gemara says, who's actually Ravami, that he says that it's talking about the Seifa. Umay, what then was the end of our Mishnah on Memvava Medalev? Umay, so that the last one is a Shabapruta. Here in our Brisa over here with the story of Rava that we've been discussing, all of that is fine and good. What's not fine and good, says the Gemara, is Rav and Shmuel's understanding of the Mishnah on Memvav. Yesterday we learned that the Rav and Shmuel, Damre Tarvaihu, they both say, Areshakai, that the final case in our Mishnah on Memvav Amidalev is actually connected to the first case of Hiskachi, Hiskachi, to the case on Memvav Amidalev, and Ve'ocheles Yitzrichalei, in the Chiddush of that, of that Mishnah of that limud, the way that we were attaching the last case of the Mishnah to the first case of the Mishnah, was to teach us a chiddush about her actually eating the food. So then, hacha, over here, prate here, this brysa, again, the brysa we've been focusing on all day, the one that's four lines down on Memzayin and Medalev, this brysa should not make sense for Rav and Shmuel, because we're only speaking in broader terms. We're only talking about language like, uh, these three things, the alone and the rimon and the and the and the egos. But prate lokachashiv, there is no specific drill down case of you're married with this individual thing that should not work for Rav and Shmuel. The Gemara says, don't worry. We could still accept Rav and Shmuel's answer from yesterday's Gemara that the seifa of the Mishnah on Memvava Medalev is connected to the Resha of the Mishnah on Memvava Medalev. Why? Hamani, last short line on Memzayan Medalev, Rebihi. Really, our case is talking about the case of Rebbe. Our Mishnah here, the Brisa here on Memzayin Madalif is talking about Rebbe. What's Rebbe Shita? To Amar, he was of the opinion that Loshna uh, Kizayis Kizayis, it doesn't matter if he says to her this and this. Well, this is not actually talking about marriage, but he, we're extrapolating from elsewhere in Shas. This is a Gemara in Shavuos. Veloshna Kizayis U Kizayis Pratahave. If he says, bizu, uvizu, 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 we still view that as similar to giving her only one object to get married with. And because that's true, this brysa is not complicated for Rav and Shmuel's answer that was given in yesterday's Gemara. And the answer that Rav and Shmuel gave yesterday was that the third case in the Mishnah of Memvav Medalev is really tethered to the first case. And therefore, Kaftor Vaferach were able to understand both Rav Ami's answer from yesterday, that was the Pashut one, and as well, Rav and Shmuel's answer from yesterday as well. All is well and good. We accept Rava's answer, Rava's starting point of the day today, that Loshanu, we only say that eating the Kizesa, eating the tomorrows individually are not mitzarev, where he said, bezu, bezu, bezu. but if he said, be'elu, once he gave her a whole basket of dates, then the second she takes a bite out of one of them, they are halachically married. That's the end of sugya number one for today. Sugya number two for today is a shas sugya. 
Um, as you will soon see, we're going to be touching various mesechtas in Shas and trying to understand this principle of being mekadesh b'malve. Can a woman get married through money that has been loaned to her? Let's say that uh, a woman came over to me and said, Phil, I'd like to borrow $100. No problem. In Kesef Talve Ami, happy to help. And I give this woman $100. A week later, I decide, you know what? I want to be married with the $100 that I loaned to you. I'm not giving you new dollars. I want to marry you with the money that I already gave you. Does that work in regards to Kedushin? Says the Gemara, first of the long lines, two-thirds of the way down on Memzayin and Aleph. No, it does not. Omar Rav, HaMekadosh B'Malve Eina Mekudeshes. Why? Because Malve Lehotza Nitna. When money is given as a halva, when I lent this person, this woman, $100, that money is not meant for her to keep. Why do people borrow money? To pay off debt, to spend, to buy expended, whatever it is. But it's not to sit in her bank account. When I give a woman money to marry her, she can do whatever she wants with that money. But a malva is not made to sit in the bank. The halva is made to be spent. And Rav says, therefore, it's an invalid form of Kedushin. And therefore, if I say to a woman, this money I lent you last week, the $100, can you marry me based on this? The answer says, Rav, is no. The Gemara suggests, well, perhaps maybe we should actually say that Rav isn't the only opinion in the sandbox. Maybe there's more stuff going on. Why? Because we have a brisa. That sounds just like Rav. <laughs> However, there's a Yesh Omrim, another opinion, a nameless opinion, we don't know who it is, who says that if a, uh, if I propose to this woman with $100 I lent her a week ago, she is mikudeshes. And my lab perhaps we could say that in this brysa, there's a machlokes about the reason why it might or might not work. Demar Savar, Rav would be the Amora that followed this shita. Demar Savar, Nitna, that Mar was of the opinion that the reason why you can't get married is because the halva is meant to be spent. Umar Savar, no. Nitna. Maybe she just wants the money as a nest egg just to sit so she knows she has money in the bank and she doesn't plan on spending it. And therefore, the Kedushin should be perfectly valid. Says the Gemara Vitisbara, is it logical to say that? You cannot say that, and we'll soon see what we can't say. You cannot say what we just suggested. Why not? Because Ema Seifa, we have a brisa. This brisa is um uh, is at the it's not located over here. We're seeing it out of context. Vishavim, the brisa that we just learned of uh, two lines ago, has a conclusion to it. Vishavim bimecher shazekane. If I want to make a regular purchase then the money I lent works. Here's an example. I lent a woman $100. I'm not allowed to propose to her with that. However, if I tell her, I'd like to buy one of your properties, let's use the $100 loan I gave you to lower my total cost. So let's say the property I'm buying is $10,000. I lent you 100, 10,000 minus 100. Now I only owe you $9,900. All is well and good. And i'amris malve nitna. If you want to say how could it work by a mecher? If you're arguing that the reason why hotzas b'malve, that if you reason the reason reason why, excuse me, that hamakadish b'malve does not work is because malve is is nitna, then it shouldn't work for a mecher either. So Amar of Nachman, great question. Amar of Nachman, he says, 
Huna Chavrin Mukim Labamili Ochri. Huna and his friends have learned this in a different way. What are we dealing with over here? With this machlokes tanoim, where we seem to have one shita that says hamikadesh b'malve ena mikudeshes, and v'yesh omer mikudeshes. What's that case? Says the Gemara, ten lines from the bottom on Memzayin and Aleph. We're talking about a case. He going to Amar leiskachi libamana. A man says harad mikudeshesly with this one hundred dollar bill. Benimza mana chaser dinar. He gave her a stack of a hundred dollar bills of of sing of one of one dollar bills totaling a hundred. But he made a mistake in counting. That's why we have those counting machines in the bank. Mistake, there's only $99. So there's a problem. I told you, which has a unit of 100. But it's only 99 singles. So says the Gemara, She's embarrassed. She counts the money. Turns out it's only $99. Well, she's going to go back. By the way, my brand new husband, you left out a dollar. It's embarrassing, and therefore they're not going to be mikudeshes because her emotional state is one in which she would not be willing to ask for that next dollar. Umar Savar, no. She would not be embarrassed, and therefore they would be married. And maybe, perhaps, that's the machlokas. It's not about whether or not we say or not, but rather whether or not she's embarrassed to ask for that other dollar. Says the Gemara, wait one second. We have another similar case scenario where Everybody thinks she's not embarrassed. What's that case? Rabbi Elazar. Rabbi Elazar taught us the following case. He's Let's say a man says, I want to marry you. I'm going to marry you with a hundred mana, but today I'm only you giving giving you one of the one hundred dollars. I raise Mikudeshes Vyashlam. They're married. He just owes her ninety-nine dollars. No problem at all. So says the Gemara, perhaps Lema, we can say, Lema Kitanoi Amar why don't we have the same machlokas over here about whether or not she's ksifa, if she's embarrassed to ask for the rest of the money? The Gemara says, that's a terrible argument. One case is where I said I'm giving her 100 by accident, I gave her 99. One case is where I said I'm giving her 100 and I gave her one. Amri, manachaser dinar, ksifa la milsali mispe. When all you're missing is $1, you look a little ridiculous asking for the $1. I can see why that's embarrassing. We've all had these things happen in our life where someone's like, here's the money. And they gave you the wrong amount of money. Funny story. Someone uh, wrote me a check as I'm older. Like, I wanted to give you the number of dollars as there are mitzvos in the Torah. Here's a check for $630. I'm like, you're not haaretz, first of all. And second of all, do I have to return the thirty-seven, the $17, whatever it was? His whole mindset, he gave it to me, he gave it to me willingly, but it was a toast because he thinks there are 630 mitzvot in Chumash. So here, this is even, uh, this is even, we understand people give the wrong amounts of money. Sometimes it's uncomfortable to go back and ask for the right amount of money. However, forget that. You gave me $1 posture. You owe me $99. It wasn't a mistake. You did it on purpose. No question about it at all. And therefore, no comparison between the two cases. Let's continue. Four lines from the bottom. Mesve, we have Akasha. Ha'omer li'isha. If a man says to a woman, uh, Let's say that I have entrusted an item into a woman's possession. I'm going out of town. I leave my car there. And I say, please, if you don't mind, I'd like you to hold my car as a pikadon. My product, not hers. 
but she's holding it. So she has a, an, a, an aspect of achrayas. We'll speak about achrayas more today. And then the halcha, when she goes back into the garage, I said, I want to get married based on the car you're holding. She goes into the garage. Car is gone. If when the guy stole the car, he left over the mirror that got knocked off when he was pulling the car out of the garage, then guess what? We're married on that pikadon because it's worth more than a shavapruta. And if there isn't a shavapruta left over, then they are not mekudeshes, not at all. And then the brisa continues. Ube which is already back to our world, because we're talking about being Mekadesh Bemalve. If we're talking about a loan, so I gave her a hundred dollars, that was the case we started with today. If I gave her a loan, even if she spent all the money, the Brisa says she's married. Malve, turning to the top of Mem Zayan now, they have a machlokas about a malva being similar to a pikadon. But one thing that's clear between both shitas is that they're married. Says the Gemara, One of them says that by a malva, they're, they're only married if there remains a shavapruto. So there's a machlokas, Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar and the Tanakama, about whether or not there has to be something left over from the halva. But everyone agrees, This brisa is a huge thorn in the side of Rav. Rav started this section of the Gemara today by saying, But this brisa, according to both Tanoim, they're married by a malva. So that's a big kasha. That's a big kasha on Rav. The Gemara says, uh, six lines down in Memzayin and Aleph, don't worry. Um, our Rava, Rava says, what's the lay? What does it say? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Because who's talking here? Nothing, it's just a amazing. There was no direct conversation here. Rava is responding on behalf of Rav. Rava was a, was a fourth century Amora. Rav was the earliest of the Amoraim from the Dor HaMa'avar. He was Rebbe's Talmud. So they were probably not even alive at the same time, most likely. Or if they were, Rav was an extremely old man when Rava was born because they had about, I'm just guessing, 80 to 100 years between them. So Rava is now answering on behalf of Rav. Oh, my Rava. Rava says, don't worry. Rav is fine. Vitzizbara, Hamitarasta, are you comfortable with this answer that the Gemara gave? Hamishabeshtahi, this Bryce is broken in the first place. The brisa that we are analyzing, the one on the bottom of the page where there's a machlokas tanakama and Reb Shimon ben Elazar, the one that we use as the kasha against Rav, which is that this brisa shows that the kule alma, mekadesh uh, that she's mekudeshes. This brisa says Rava is mishabeshta. The brisa is broken. Why is the brisa broken? The Gemara says seven lines down. In that machlokas between the tanakama and Reb Shimon ben Elazar, what was the story with that pikadon? If she had accepted achrayis on that item, then it's no different than a halva. If I give you a pikadon to watch and you accept achrayis, it's the same thing as me loaning it to you in halacha. A pikadon with achrayis is equivalent to a halva. And if she's watching my car with zero achrayis, 
Ihachi, then we don't understand the Seifa. Adatani Seifa, then what it says later in the Brisa is going to be hard to understand. What did we say? If by Malve we say that even though there's nothing left, this is the sheet of the Tanakama, that even though there's nothing left to look at, she spent the whole halva, she's Mikudeshes, then this Brisa should have said that distinction. Niflog Venisne Bedida. What are we talking about in regards to the pikadon shelo kibla leachrayis? Aval kibla leachrayis. But if she did accept the chrayis on the pikadon, then afal gav deloni shayman hashava pruta mekudeshes. That's what it should have said. So our brayz says mishubeshta. The brayz is broken in the first place. You can't ask a kasha on rav on rav from a brayz that's mishubeshes. It's not that the content isn't there. It's that something is wrong with the flow of the Mishnah. It should have had a, a case of a niflog bidida. So therefore, we need to explain our Mishnah, the Brisa, excuse me, on the bottom of Memzayin Mem Amadalev. The one that's Akasha on Rav, we need to understand that Brisa differently. We actually have to change the language of our Mishnah altogether. We had initially said the following, It said Mikudeshes. We need to change it to Eino Mikudeshes. Which is exactly like Rav. That's how we correct our Mishnah. This Brisa, excuse me. And once we correct our Brisa to say Eina Mikudeshes instead of Mikudeshes, then the din is that they are not married, just like Rav said. And What are they arguing about? This new version, the Tanakhama who says that they're Eina Mikudeshes, and Rav Shimon ben Elazar who says that Amalva is like a Pikadon, what are they arguing about? Omar Rabba, Rabba says, and Rabbi is not going to agree with what he's heard from people. He said, I, I heard people talking in the base medrash. Sometimes we hope we hear people talking in the base medrash. I'm sure you've noticed this before where there's a harusa talking and they couldn't possibly have translated the words more incorrectly. This happens all the time and you just don't say anything. Let them learn. Let them break their teeth over it and figure it out. So Rabbi is sitting there listening to everybody talk, although they're on a much higher level than we are. Perhaps the Tanakama and Rav Shem ben Elazar are arguing about a loan that's in the Rishus Bailim as it's being returned, or if there's an Ones. Let's say you're about to return an item, and then there's an Ones. A tornado comes and sweeps away that which you're trying to return. It's in the, the possession of the borrower, and therefore, until I return my thing properly to the hands of the balabais, even with an Ones. Umar Savar, no. Malva Birishus Bailim Vikaimahu. No, it's in the rishus of the malve. And therefore, I, as the borrower, am off the hook. Perhaps that's what the Tanakam and Rabshim ben Elazar are arguing about in this new interpretation of the Brisa. The Amina Lahu, Rabba said back to this group in the room, What are you people talking about? that the borrower is until it gets back to the possession of the, of the owner. That's for sure. My timer, what's the reason why we should say that? Because, and this is a lumdish explanation of the Gemara, why is it that Rabbah says that as I return an item, I'm for sure achroi, even for ones, if I am a borrower and I am returning that which I borrowed, I'm no less than a shoel, 
and a shoel has full achrayas. Just like a borrower is obligated to return an item in its proper form. And if I don't return it in its proper form, I'm fully achroy. I'm guilty until innocent. I own that item while I, I'm using it. You asked, I borrowed an axe from you. If I don't return the axe, I owe you an axe. That's me. Pasha did that the same Rabbah says back to them. The same will be true here. Malve, again, all the more so by a Malve. I'm borrowing money from you. I have to return the money. The wind blew away the cash. That's my problem, not yours. I still owe you the money. Ella, rather, Rabbah says what's going on is like this. The only difference between them is only in regards to whether or not the Malve is in regards to the actual Chazar itself, not about Ones. Asks the Gemara, wait one second. Two thirds of the way down on Mem Zayin Wait one second. Rav Huna taught us the following: If I borrow an axe from you, or a hoe, or some type of gardening tool, bika bo kinao. Once I use that tool, I take the shovel and I stick it in the ground to move some dirt around. That's when I make a kinyan as a shoel. Lo bika bo. If I don't use it, if I don't dig into the ground, lo kinao. So perhaps we should say, perhaps we should say that there's a machlokes tanoim about this as well. And Rashi jumps in over here. Rashi's two thirds of the way down a little bit more. Did the Rav Meir, that according to Rav Meir, within our b'risa above, he would say, that perhaps we should say that the Chachamim would say, even without using the tool, you've already made a Kenyan, says the Gemara, lo. That comparison is not a good comparison. You can't bring me the case of Rav Huna, where by Shoel, we have to use it. Um, uh, you can't say that that's what the Machlokes of Meir and the Chachamim is. Why not? Because, says the Gemara, Ad kan lo we're talking about a Malva that doesn't need to be returned exactly as is. What does that mean? If I borrow $100 from you, I don't need to give you the same $100 bill back. I can give you back 520s. It's the same thing. Aval bisheela. But when we're talking about borrowing an item, that item needs to be given back as is. Aval bisheela dohadra be'ena divriyako bikabo in lo bikabo lo kino. We could not possibly have a machlokas about that because there's a difference between malve lending money and shoel. In regards to Malve, I don't have to give back the serial bill, the same exact one. I can give back any breakdown of money, no problem. But when it comes to a loan, I have to give back the exact, when it comes to borrowing, excuse me, I have to give back the exact item. Says the Gemara, perhaps, maybe we can say that this machlokas that we've been discussing is just like the following machlokas. Let's say that I have a starcho between me and Yaakov. Yaakov owes me money. You, my wife-to-be, will be married to me with the star that Yaakov owes me money. So if she takes that star, then she can collect the money that Yaakov owes me. Maybe that marriage would work. Or I had a halva, I, I gave, I, um, Yaakov borrowed money. It wasn't a, a, a transaction of mecher, but it was a halva in such a case. And Vihir Shaleh, I told her she now has the rights to collect. So says the Gemara, maybe we should say over here that this machlokas connects to ours. Rav Meir Omer Mekudeshes. Rav Meir says this is sufficient in order to get married. The Chachamim Omer Meina Mekudeshes. They say, no, it's not sufficient. 
So the Gemara asks on this brysa, what kind of shtarchov is this? I had given a case where Yaakov and I have a shtarchov between us and Yaakov owes me money. Hi, shtarchov, hey, chidami. If we're talking about an external shtarchov between me and Yaakov, if Yaakov owes me money based on a star, that's no different than Yaakov owing me money based on a halva. It's the same exact thing. It must be that the contract is not between me and Yaakov, but rather, she owes me money. The wife-to-be. There is no Yaakov in the picture. I say with the bittle of the star that you owe me money. That's what we're talking about. Perhaps there's a machlokas here as well, challenging for Rav, because Rav says, says the Gemara, no dice. Really, it's not that way. It's really, really, we're talking about a star between me and Yaakov. Here, we're talking about two things. We're talking about Malve Bishtar, loaning with a star, which is different than what Rav was talking about. Rav was talking about Stama Halva. Here we're talking about a, a, a star that's being used for a Halva, or a Milve Alpe, or a verbal Halva. Let's go through both of these. We're going to be stopping about 10 lines down um, on Memches uh, Medalev. Says the Gemara, What's the case of Milbe Bishtar? Perhaps, says the Gemara, that it's that they're talking about a separate machlokes, this Rav Meir Chachamim, about Mikudeshes and Enim Mikudeshes, where the case was Hiskachi the Bishtar Chov. That is connected to the following machlokes to Tanya, eight lines from the bottom. Osios Niknos Bemesira Diri Rebbe. Rebbe says, you can just hand over the letter. If Yaakov uh, has a star between me and him, he can give the letter to the wife to be, or I can give the letter to the wife to be, and say, "Rabbi Kudesh asli b'shtar do that Yaakov b'shtar do that Yaakov owes me money." The Chacham and Ramam know. Ben Shikasa v'lo Masar, Ben Shemasar v'lo Kasa v'lo Kana lo Kana ad Yimsor. We have to have a, a direct, explicit in the star. The star is now being given over from Yaakov to the wife to be. This has to be very formal. Mar Isle de Rebbe. And the sheet of Reb Meir that says she's Mikudeshes holds of Rebbe, the more lenient opinion. Umar Lesle de Rebbe. And one of them holds not like Rebbe. One of them holds like the Chachamim. Perhaps this machlokes of Meir and the Chachamim in the case of Iskachi the Bishtarchov is actually talking about something else. Maybe everyone agrees to the Chachamim that we need a very explicit form of communication that the star between Yaakov and me is now formally given over to the wife. We're arguing about something else. What's her papa talking about? We need a, a Rab Papa had a, an extra layer on top of the Chachamim, which is that we need the specific language of Kani Lachu Vichol Shibudeha. That not only is Yaakov giving over the star that he had towards me, he's giving over to the wife, but we add there that it's also with all the shibudim that Yaakov would have had to Yaakov's properties. And Mar Isle de Rapapa, Umar, Lesle de Rapapa, Rav Meir was of the opinion that he uh, that he doesn't hold a Rav Papa, so they're Mikudeshes. And the Chachamim hold of Rav Papa, so therefore they're not Mikudeshes. Or another possibility, Maybe everyone agrees like to the Chachamim and to Rav Papa. We need both sets of explicit language. Not just the basics that the document is there, but to add in the Shibudim of Yaakov as well. We're arguing about something else. What's that? Last two words on Mem Zayin and Madalav, turning to the top of Mem Ches Let's say that uh, I sell a Shtar Chov to a friend and then I'm Mochel the Shtar Chov. Wow, that's not good. Let's say that Yaakov and I have a deal together. I, Yaakov has a star that he owes me $1,000, and I propose with that. And then I say to Yaakov, Machel. I say to that star, Machel, nothing, don't worry about it. The star is unnecessary now. 
So then, halacha is machal. Even, even the Yorshim can't collect on that. So, Demar Isle de Shmuel, according to the Chachamim, he holds of Shmuel, he's concerned about the fact that there could be a Mechila on the star. And therefore, when she takes the star, she's not married because the star is machul. There's no, there's no financial value to it anymore. Umar Lesle de Shmuel. And according to Rav Meir, they're actually married because we're not concerned about Mechila. And perhaps we're not even worried about that. Perhaps the Kuleyama Isle de Shmuel. Maybe everybody holds like Shmuel that we are concerned about the Mechila, and therefore she should not be married. But we're not even talking about that. We're talking about her perspective. A woman trusts a man. You're right. Maybe he won't be, this star won't be binding, but he'll give me something in its place if there's a Mechila on the star. And maybe uh, the other sheet holds that a woman doesn't trust a man, therefore there ain't a Mikudesha. So we have five, six explanations about how to understand the Machlokas of Meir and the Chachamim. And the last part that we were discussing for the day is Bimalve Alpe, Bimai Pligi. What is the discussion of Malve Alpe? Says the Gemara, that is Bidirav Huna Omar Rav. Damarav Huna Omar Rav. You might remember we learned about this, Manalibiyarcha Tenehula Ploni, a case of Bimaamad Shlashdan Kana. So if I'm standing with Yaakov and my wife to be, and the money that Yaakov owes me, we give directly to her. That's the case of Malve Alpe. They're married. According to the Chachamim, where they say she's Mikudeshes, the only time my Mitzlashtan works is with a Pikadon, but not with a Halva. That's Rav Meir. That's the Chachamim. But Umar Sava, Rav Meir is of the opinion, Loshna Malva, Veloshna Pikadon. We can use my Mitzlashtan to get married. So we're going to stop right here. We'll pick up Emir Sashem tomorrow, 45 minutes before Mincha, from the words Neyma Kitanoi, about 10 lines down on Memchesim Adalif, wishing you all a beautiful Shabbos and a beautiful Chag Sameach.